This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm your host David and joining me today are Andrew. Hey, what's going on? And Marisha. Hey everybody. And this week we had some uh, pretty interesting news, I think, and we're just going to jump right into it because uh, I think that this news can take us in a bunch of different directions uh, and, and, and really spawn out some, some long conversations. So I'm really excited to talk about it also. The first little bit of news that I, I want to uh, talk about because I don't think that either of you uh, care even the slightest, so I want to get this out of the way for myself, is that in the new ps5 remaster of the spider-man game they have completely overhauled what peter parker looks like not even like an update they've completely overhauled it and they literally just made him look like tom holland now it's it's unapologetically just tom holland very bizarre in the game now and it's kind of hilarious i hate it not because i hate the way tom holland looks it's just i already liked the way peter looked in the game um it's an it's an adult Peter. It's like a twenty six year old Peter. Tom Holland does not look twenty six. Right. Well, you had so, already accepted this other character as a different version of Spider Man. Yeah, it's 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 very. They did a great job just making it its own thing, um, making it a pretty definitive version of Spider Man for me. Like I really enjoyed that Peter Parker, and now like when I'm playing this remaster. Uh, and what I'm what I'm worried about is when they make the sequel, now that's what he's going to look like. Right. right. I would assume. I would assume so. Which that kind of sucks. Um, not because he he doesn't look bad. It looks great. The game looks amazing and the model looks amazing. But it's it's not the Peter Parker that I played this game with. And when I played the sequel, it's just not going to work. But I, I mean, I'm still definitely. If I ever get a PS5, I mean, I, I know I'll get a PS5. When I eventually do, I will play this game remastered. Oh, they also added like the Amazing Spider-Man costumes finally, so it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a great remaster. The Miles Morales is going to be great. They're doing great things with that franchise. I'm very, very happy with it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he looked fantastic, and it just kind of bothers me a little bit because I really did love that version of Peter. Um, but um. Well, like you said, it was kind of, it it was its own thing, you know, because now it's like, okay, so what, is it supposed to be the same? Right. I mean, it's literally going to be the same voice actor. They're just literally taking everything about the game. It's not like they're re-recording voices. They're just, those files already exist. It's just, it's so jarring because all they're doing is taking the game and making it look better, right? Yeah, and then they just reskinned the character. But then they're just overhauling one. There's only one thing they're overhauling. Um, I played. I, I, I started playing the um, the Master Chief Collection just yesterday. I uh, just wanted to play through the campaigns again, and I love. Have you played the Master Chief Collection, Andrew? I, I haven't. Uh, well, have you played the uh, Halo Anniversary Edition? Yes. Combat Evolved Edition. Yeah. So you know, is is the set is the feature still there where you can just press the select button and it switches back and forth from 
remastered to original? You know, I, I don't remember. I don't. I'm not sure if it, it's been a while. I'm not sure if they're still oh. working that way or not. Well, I know that in Master Chief Collection, while you're playing the campaign, you literally just press select button and it instantly switches between remaster and the original that's a fantastic feature yeah that's pretty cool it's so fun because you can look at things the original and see you can look at them like in the remaster and switch back to the original and see what you what it looked like it was really cool and it's very very different like the remaster is great but the thing is they remastered all of it they overhauled everything right and so it, it worked really well and it's two different things this one when you're only overhauling one thing like it's it's like if they made Halo, it's like if they remastered Halo and they made Master Chief look like Master Chief from the most recent Halo game, but stuck them in the middle of the <laughs> Halo Combat Evolved graphics. Right, it would look awful. Yeah, even if it looks great, it would look awful. This seems to me to be more something that would have made more sense. I mean, you already have alternate skins, and you have the mm-hmm. different the different suits. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like this should have been put in as like a thing you can turn on if you want to. That would be great. That I would love that. That'd be awesome if they were just like because then people could play with the Tom Holland Spider Man suit and then the Peter Parker and you play a pretty good amount of game as Peter Parker, which I really enjoyed. So yeah, it's just a really weird decision uh, that they're trying to do. Um, once again, if that's how it looked in the PS4 game, if that's how they announced it, I would have loved it. Would have been fine, but. Just, just very jarring. Just weird to sit, weird things to sink your time into <laughs> right. as a game company, you know. I, I but and it, it may just be a thing that the with production on so many things like coming to a crawl. It may have just been something to keep somebody busy, but That's a and good keep point. somebody working. But at the same time, it, it, it's a little odd that they made that decision. Um, the only thing that I would say about it that might be a positive is that it might be a real indication that they intend for Tom Holland to remain Spider-Man for a while. Uh, That's a great point. Yeah, it might have been Sony saying this is what you got to do, which would make a lot of sense, and I think you're right. Um, Speaking of Tom Holland Spider-Man, we've gotten a good bit of news about Spider-Man 3 lately, more and more things Mm -hmm. uh, coming out. And the most recent and the most shocking, this is something I never expected to hear. This is strange. Not in a million years. Jamie Foxx is going to be reprising his role as Electro in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. My jaw, I thought, I didn't think it was real. Uh, but this was reported on by a lot of different people in, in comicbook.com where I get most of my I, news. I've from seen it stuff. from some reputable sources. Yeah, this, this seems pretty official. Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro. And y'all saw Spider, Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2, right? Yeah. He was not the best thing about that movie. No, he was far from the best (laughs) thing. He was he was very much towards the bottom. Not (laughs) Jamie Foxx. I mean Jamie Foxx is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with him. That character. Well, Electro when he became Electro, I had less of a problem. It was the character that he was playing up till he became Electro. Yeah. Was just bad. Just a bad character. Yeah, just, I mean, and I don't know if that was writing or directing or acting or just some really strange choices, but mm-hmm. that character was weird and off putting and. Yeah, just, and absolutely nothing <laughs> like Electro from any other interpretation of him, especially the comic book. Do you think they'll reboot 
Electro for this? I mean, because I we're, have to imagine because right? we're not like, we're not suddenly pretending like that ver that that Spider Man movie's part of the MCU. Right. So maybe it's going to be a an opportunity for Jamie Foxx to come back and play the character right, which I think would be great. I would I, if that's what's going to happen. I would. I, I can't wait to see a freaking trailer for this. Um, if it's like the same looking, like if it's the same thing, it's it's that's just such a bad idea. But if if it is what you're saying, where it's just like they're giving Jamie Fox a chance to play that character right, and they're gonna write him like Electro should be written, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. And that also that's kind of um, up to this point, we had no idea who the villain was gonna be. Looks like it might be Electro. Um, probably not the main villain. Um, probably another. I can't imagine him being the main villain, especially with their deal. They're going to be dealing with his identity getting um, leaked and stuff, or getting mm-hmm. you know announced and stuff like that. I'm not, I can't imagine how Electro would fit into that story. I'd really love to see Kingpin, especially Ooh. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, as the that would be that would. Be oh, so and especially happy. if if. Uh... Matt Murdock does turn out to be somehow in league with Peter Parker, whether it be as right. a lawyer or whatever, Kingpin would make a lot of sense. Kingpin would make a ton of sense. In the comic books, Kingpin is a villain for two people. Daredevil and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, for, for In many ways, uh, Kingpin started as a Daredevil villain. He very much became a Spider-Man villain um, over the years, I mean, he was a big villain in that in the, in the my favorite Spider-Man cartoon, um, in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. He was pretty much the main villain. He's a great Spider-Man villain. This is like great scene. I think about all the time from Ultimate Spider-Man um, when Kingpin, like Spider-Man, goes to, like mess with Kingpin because he just got Kingpin like arrested or whatever. Kingpin's like eating a steak, and he's like, "Let me tell you what's gonna happen. I know you're a kid." So I'm going to find out what school you go to. Then I'm going to find out who your girlfriend is. Then I'm going to find out where your family lives. And then I'm going to blow up your school. And then I'm going to kill your girlfriend right in front of you. And then I'm going to murder your parents. And then I'll kill you. And like 16-year-old Peter Parker is just like, you know, peeing his pants listening to this. Just a great scene. Oh, man, I'd love to see Kingpin Hmm. uh, in Spider-Man. But that's just a little side uh, wish of mine. So, um, if they were to do Kingpin, would you want to see Kingpin from the Netflix? Because we, we've already hearing rumors and rumblings that some of the actors from the Netflix stuff might be coming back to I guess they're going to have to come back and somewhat reboot their characters as part of the MCU if that's what's mm-hmm. happening. Would you like to see that version of Kingpin make the move over to Mar- to the MCU? More than anything, that's what I'd like to see. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is mm. absolutely stellar as Kingpin. Um, that uh, um, I mean, y'all, did y'all y'all saw? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought he was. I'm not as like I said. I'm not as versed in the comics, but I, as far as what I do know about Kingpin, he seemed to be a pitch perfect Kingpin. Pitch perfect, yeah. And the way he played it and his acting, I mean one of the best actors on the planet right. is Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, that, that I love that scene in season three, just the final scene where he, where they're fighting 
and, and and Kingpin's like you know on his knees and he's just begging Matt to kill him mm-hmm. because he knows it would break him and, and like and Matt takes off his mask and he's like scream oh man um, I absolutely love that show and I love that version of Kingpin that's my favorite out of the two we've gotten of course it's my favorite version of Kingpin but that's my favorite version of Kingpin out of any cartoon any comic book anything I mean that's perfect um so yeah i I would love to see that um yeah i mean d'onofrio was fantastic in 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 that so yeah i would love to see him come back um but yeah it doesn't seem like they're likely to bring electro over as the primary villain um but I'm I'm a little curious about it and I'm wondering I know that there are all these rumors as far as what Sony is doing on their side of Spider-Man where they're trying to seem to be leading up to there being some connectivity between these past iterations of Spider-Man uh with Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Could this have been part of Sony's deal with the MCU? to somehow have some common threads with previous versions uh, and having this character show up? Or could we still be tinkering in the multiverse? And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I To me, it kind of feels like you've got an alternate universe version of Spider-Man, but acknowledging that it's all connected. You know, pulling... And I think whenever they pulled in the same actor for J. Jonah Jameson as they used... In back in the Tobey Maguire movie 20 years ago, you know, it was like, it was a definite, it was deliberate. It wasn't just like, mm-hmm. we couldn't find anybody better, although I doubt that they could. There are a lot of actors in this world. Somebody could have done that character if they didn't intentionally want to call back to the, the earlier story. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going. Now, as far as villains for Spider-Man, like, we're doing Electro, but we've still kind of got this stuff, like, just kind of sitting there waiting to happen with the Vulture and whoever else may be... (laughs) Morbius, apparently. Right. You know, whoever else may have been part of whatever was going on there in that final cutscene. Right. Sinister Six. Right. So Scorpion. It's going to be interesting to see who they bring in. It's also going to be interesting to see if they can do it and not, you know, Spider-Man 3, one of the biggest Mm -hmm. things they did wrong was try to squeeze too many villains in. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. The second Andrew Garfield movie kind of suffered from that too. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So that has been Sony's downfall is trying to do too much too fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in, in this case, it seems like they really corrected that um, because yeah. they're obviously setting up Sinister Six. But this is the third movie, and we've yet to see them, and I doubt we're going to see them in this one. Well, maybe, um, but I mean, Electro, I think Electro being brought in is obviously a part of, let's try to set up the Sinister Six. You have Mysterio, which there's no doubt in my mind Mysterio's still alive. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's still, I think he faked it. Either that or someone else will take up the mantle of Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have Mysterio, Vulture, Scorpion, Electro. Um, they're setting up Sinister Six. Right. Which is great. And I think they're taking their time, and I'm, I'm not real worried about it because of one thing. They have yet to pull the trigger on 
anything having to do with the Green Goblin. Right. We have not heard the name Osborn. Nothing. They haven't done a single thing. Which means, to me, that... And I doubt we're going to get in the third one. So it's going to be at least like the fourth movie till we get Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Which just says to me that like they are really... They're saving it. So there's always going to be that next thing mm-hmm. that they that they got going. They're saving it. And, and, and the, the um, gall that they've had to save the Green Goblin and instead use villains like the Vulture and Mysterio right. is really impressive. And it's worked out really well for them. And, and, and it, 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 I have a lot of faith in them. I, it's just it's Kevin Feige, man. He he's mm-hmm. he is a master planner. I mean that that is ultimately what he's done is he has planned this thing so far out and has mm-hmm. done all the right things, especially with things like Spider Man, to keep it from like getting too close and too similar to previous iterations. And yeah, yeah eventually, you know, they're gonna have to do. Green Goblin, because Norman Osborn is too big of a character to just leave out forever. Right, and I love that they saved him because even when it feels like, you know, it feels like the MCU, like for a lot of people, they say it's getting stale. But then I think about the fact that we haven't even seen people like Norman Osborn yet, mm-hmm. who is a universal. I mean, he's a Spider-Man villain, but like Norman Osborn is the kind of villain who could be a villain to the Avengers. He's like, he's like Loki, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with, we haven't seen Dr. Doom yet. Um, Galactus, like they, they, they've got a lot left to do. Um, and especially when I think about stuff like that. Also, I think we're definitely going to see Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom eventually. Now, a year ago, I would, I would have laughed at that. That right. is something that my dad would have said, and I would have laughed at it. Um, that we were going to get Venom in the MCU ever. But with this Jamie Foxx news, it's very clear that Sony has gained a lot more control over this franchise Mm -hmm. than what they probably had with Homecoming and Far From Home. Especially after that deal, all that mishap, like about a year ago. Right. uh, Maybe a little before when it was like up in the air where Spider-Man was going to end up. Right. Um, it seems, and now with like the Jamie Foxx thing and Vulture showing up in that Morbi- Mor- Morbius trailer, and they're really pushing, uh, they're actually pushing some movies out. We got Olivia Wilde coming back to make a Spider Man centric movie. They're making a Silk TV show. It's, it's Sony is really stepping up as and saying, like, we, are, we have this franchise, this is our franchise. We are not going to let Marvel do whatever they want with it. Mm hmm put Jamie Foxx in that movie. Right. Uh Well, and it's very, very possible that this is the last we will see of Spider-Man in the MCU. That's true. This could be, this could be the movie that bridges the gap to whatever Sony's intentions are with the character going forward. And Sony has been slowly building up kind of their own little thing over there in the Spider-Verse. And, so it may very well be that this movie, that the deal to come back was that somehow, whether we're we're whether what is going on over there is an alternate reality or whatever it may be, 
that this movie bridges that gap and that this is the end of Spider-Man in the MCU. Because you, this is, it's a one movie deal. And you know, honestly, that's okay with me. Um, especially if they can, Sony has made a lot of really good Spider-Man movies. I don't want to see them reboot Spider-Man again. I want to see them continue with this story. And if they go continue doing their own thing off to the side, you know, in their own little universe over there, and he goes back to being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and we don't really see any more of him playing, you know, world-ending scenarios, that's okay with me. The only real problem I have with it is that, and it's not Sony's fault, it's some it's somewhat Kevin Feige's fault, or the you know you know the people running the MCU is that mm-hmm. we've made Spider Man extremely important. Mm-hmm. Iron Boy Junior. Yeah. Right. So so we've made him you know essentially set him up as the heir to Tony Stark, and then mm-hmm. we're just going to pull the carpet out from under that. Um, and I and I think that that's. I think ultimately, I think if that's what's going on, that they will do it well. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it will be very sad to see Spider-Man pulled out of yeah. future Avengers projects. Yeah. Yeah, to me, Spider-Man is Marvel. Um, right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is the, has been the face of Marvel forever. One hundred percent, and he and, and Spider Man is, and the reason Sony will never let it go is because Spider Man is far and away the single most valuable comic book property in the world. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even though like Superman may be more iconic or whatever, the only one that rivals that is Batman. The only thing, yeah, there's always going to be a Spider Man movie coming out, and there's always going to be a Batman movie coming out. You know, though, and like you can't say that about anybody else. As far as especially coming up, you know, with with kids, I mean, Spider Man mm-hmm. rules, and kids convince their parents to buy a ton of merchandise and go see a ton those toys. of movies. It's you know, a lot of this stuff isn't just box office numbers; it's merchandising, and mm-hmm. Spider Man merchandise is reliably going to outsell every other kind of because there's something about Spider-Man that kids just gravitate towards. You know, the idea of being able to crawl up a wall, you know, if if there's four superheroes, you know, pajama set sitting in front of my six-year-old, he's going to pick Spider-Man every time. So would I. As yeah. a 20-year-old. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, I mean, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Spider-Man, to me, is the most important fictional character in my world. He's my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, means a lot to me. And you're 100% correct, um, both of you, but everything you said, like, it's it's the biggest property. There's always going to be a Spider-Man movie. And Sony has made some good Spider-Man movies. They get mm-hmm. a lot of crap for Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. But overall, they've made some great Spider-Man movies. Spider-Verse is probably the best Spider-Man movie, and it was fully Sony. Kevin Feige loves to whine and complain and say, Hey, I don't get enough credit. I worked on it. Come on, man. Don't you have enough already? Give it to Um, him. Just let him have it. Come on, man. Just let Sony have it. Yeah, but like, 
So if, if, if I think this is a possibility, it could be the last of Spider-Man in the MCU. And I think that it, I mean I would still enjoy going to see the movies. I mm-hmm. think it'd be great for them not to reboot it. Just keep Tom Holland going. Tom Holland, Tom Holland himself now is a cash cow. Mm-hmm. Um, this he's a superstar now, yeah. and if he stop playing Spider-Man. I would love to see Tom Holland grow up with Spider-Man and yeah. let's see Tom Holland, you know, in 6 years when he's uh what is he 22 now? Let's see yeah. him in 6 years when he's 28, going on 30 yeah. and he's a real ad- adult Spider-Man and we have Peter Parker getting married to yeah. Michelle and having a kid and like having a real job like i i want to see that because yeah. we've yet to really be able to see that toby mcguire played with it a little bit but we didn't see enough of it i think mm-hmm. um i want to see that because that's my favorite version of spider-man is like he's in a he's a person he's grown up and he's an adult and he has responsibilities and he's not just perpetually anymore. in high school and college you, you can't right, do that yeah. forever <laughs> exactly and you know like then Marvel, I don't know if y'all know the infamous story uh, where Spider-Man stopped being married in the comics and he literally made a deal with the devil um, to save Aunt May. He'll like erase his marriage from history and now he's not married. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's, it's bizarre. And now he like, so he like, you know, like a 35 year old man who's not married and lives in his aunt's apartment, you know, back <laughs> to his roots or whatever. Wow. Um, so I want to see, I want to see. I want to see Tom Holland grow up as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see it happen in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be okay if it didn't. Uh, but I think I think if it didn't, it'd probably eventually run stale. They'd run out of things to do because mm-hmm. Spider-Verse can only be so big. And this is yeah. well, they might still do a multiverse stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, before we move on, any other thoughts on 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 uh, on Spider-Man and Jamie Foxx being brought back as Electro. So have we, th- I don't remember if we've had this conversation before. What do you think the odds are that eventually we get like a live action multiverse? Uh, Spider-Verse. Sp- Spider-Verse. Yeah. We get Tom Holland. We yes. get Andrew Garfield. We get Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> we get to Peter Parker. Uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, if this happens to be the end of Spider-Man in the MCU, then uh-huh. I think the odds of that go up greatly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if this is the end. So, real quick before we move on from here, though, this these numbers are about six years old. But in mm-hmm. 2013, Spider-Man, this is global merchandising. Spider-Man brought in $1.3 billion. Wow. The second place was Batman at four hundred and ninety-four million. <laughs> of, of Avengers three hundred and twenty-five million, Superman two hundred and seventy-seven million. Wow, that's such a large gap. That's like not even and, like and, comparable. And Spider-Man has been on top because you you think about there is I don't think there is a superhero more iconic than Superman, right? Right. And right. And then Batman is such a huge deal too, and and those are the faces of of DC. Mm-hmm. But then you look across the aisle, and Spider Man for years, for decades, has been so far above everything else. It's just mind blowing, and that alone is why Sony yep. has such a tight grip on it. Yep. 
You know, and not just in the U.S. He's in um, Spider-Man is ridiculously popular in uh, Japan, right? You mm-hmm. know, and in a lot of places not the U.S. So I think mm-hmm. um, I did not like I, I did not realize that the margin was that large. Right, it, it's a it's a massive margin, and I believe that's a growing margin. I believe that I, mm-hmm. those numbers are more recent than I think the last time I looked mm-hmm. the numbers up. Yeah, and that I think that disparity has continued to grow. So basically, the only way Sony ever gives up Spider Man is if Sony goes bankrupt, which never happened because they got Spider Man. Well, <laughs> because of Spider Man, but I mean the brilliance of going up against yeah, you know, Sony cemented their their empire. I mean, they already had so many other things. I mean, there's such a giant in the electronics industry. But yeah. when HD, HD DVD first came out and they went, hey, we've got Blu-ray. We've got our own right. thing over here. And like shut H- within a couple of years, HD DVD was gone mm-hmm. and Blu-ray was king. And now everything comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Even their competitors' mm-hmm. movies have to come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> right. <laughs> You brought up uh, that Spider-Man's big in Japan, and that reminded me, if we do get a live-action Spider-Verse, I would kill to see the Japanese Spider-Man yes. show up in that movie. Yes. Oh, my um, goodness. Spider-Man. Oh, man, that's so good. I almost bought the full set. It was like... Someone at WizCon, like one of those booths, which is all DVDs, had like the entire series for like $100 on Blu-ray. I didn't buy it, but I was so tempted. That's hilarious. That show is incredible. Sony obviously has a lot more influence over the spot, where the direction of Spider-Man's going now uh, than what they previously did. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Like It seemed like you know Marvel kind of took the reins, but Sony kind of stepped back up and, and you know said, no, I'm going to... I'm going to uh, take control over what is technically their property. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, whatever happens with Spider-Man, all I know is I'm going to be in the line for the th- at the theater seeing the movie. Absolutely. Um, and so will most people in the world. You know, I think I've seen every Spider-Man movie in the theaters. And that's saying something because, I mean, like, I didn't go see movies back in the day, really. Um, my mom goes and sees Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Like, she she doesn't every time it's like oh superhero movies coming out. She's like is it Spider-Man? Because I'll go to that one, <laughs> and that's it. There are people who yes, there are people who like Marvel, and they'll go see Marvel movies, and there are people who like DC and will go see DC movies. This is a great example. So you know, like in church, there's the there's the Christmas and Easter crowd. Yes, <laughs> the people who go to church for Christmas, Christmas uh-huh. and Easter. Yep. There, there are kind of there are like superhero fans, and then there's the Batman and Spider Man crowd. Yep, that's they'll true. They go see Batman. They go see Spider Man. Right. Yep. That's um, that's great. I love that. That's a perfect mm-hmm. analogy. It's, it's the C and D crowd of of uh, mm-hmm. comic book movies. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So speaking of alternate universes and Marvel and, and multiverses and Spider Verses and stuff, this was really, really interesting. Uh, there's a big rumor going around that Disney is interested in John Krasinski for a role in the MCU, but not as Reed Richards as everybody's been hoping for. But there's a rumor that they're interested in John Krasinski as an alternate universe version of Captain America to show up in Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness. 
Now, of course, this all stems from what what, what I'm sure y'all know is that John Krasinski almost played Captain America in Captain mm-hmm. America: The First Avenger. Right. right. Yeah, he was um, second in line for Cap, and he was second mm-hmm. in line for Star Lord. Exactly. Yeah, because um, at that point he had already been huge from the office, mm-hmm. of course. So he was almost Captain America, and apparently Disney is looking at. There's well, it's a it's just a rumor, and I still hope that he'll be Reed Richards. But they're looking at him to show up as an alternate version of Captain America in the Multiverse of Madness, and I mean. I would absolutely, I would clap. I would, yeah. I would cheer and clap if that happened in the theater. That'd be so freaking funny Yeah, awesome. I would be okay with, with that, with an alternate version of Cap, but I am still really hoping, but they're missing such a huge opportunity if they do pass on him and Emily Blunt for Fantastic Four. I agree. And I wonder how much this rumor stems from the fact, because these rumors seem to have started right after someone released a deep fake video where they replaced Chris Evans with John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Very weird. I, mm-hmm. The deep fake stuff's really weird. But like when you do it, when you put him in that spot, you can like, he's believable Absolutely. You know, in, in you know, cowl and all, he's believable as as cap. So I the thing is is like I don't know if we're gonna if we do an alternate universe version of Cap, I want you know, my first impression would be that that will be a one off role. See, that was my thought. If oh, it's, yeah, definitely. You know, if it's a one off I, I would like to see him do something more than just a one off. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. It would probably just be a one-off. It probably wouldn't be in the movie for very long either. It'd be a, a a quick flash, and that would just be such a waste. Yeah, it'd yeah. be. I would love it at the moment. Right. Like I would think that would be so awesome. I'm I'm sure they're gonna do some really awesome things in that movie, but I'd walk out of the theater and be like, you know, it probably means we're not gonna get him with something else, and don't waste it. That's why. I mean, I've been angry before about. Um, actors getting wasted in like these like unsubstantial roles, and it just makes me so mad. Like it, it bothers me so much. Oh man, there's a specific example I, I really hated that I can't that I can't think about now. But um, Marvel's done that before, wasting characters, wasting actors in these roles that are done with villains a lot before, and it always really bothers me yeah so i hope they don't do that with john krasinski yeah i would i would hate to see them waste krasinski like that but i mean as far as seeing like an alternate universe version of cap i would rather like pop up in a in a universe where where bucky is cap or you know or some something like that or even just have chris evans back you know i i'm i'm sure that's not outside the realm of possibility to have evans back uh, there's already rumors that they've re-signed Robert Downey Jr. to some sort of contract. Yeah, or maybe maybe oh, they could really? get one of the other Hemsworths because I'm pretty sure wasn't uh wasn't Liam Hemsworth in the running for Thor? Yeah. So maybe they could get one of them to come in as 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 uh, Captain America. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> or as an alternate universe of Thor. 
Yeah. Right. Ooh, that would be fun. I mean, when you start thinking about what playing in the multiverse really means, it, it could be a lot of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for that What If show that they're making, that cartoon. That's going to have a lot of really fun stuff. That, right. And, and of course, um, the question is... Niches filled. Yeah, that, that's going to be a real fun show. And, of course, the, the other question with um, the Multiverse of Madness deal, though, is still wondering exactly who Bruce Campbell is going to show up as. And will Maybe he get, like, a legit him. role, or will he just be a... This is just operating on the assumption that he's definitely going to be in there somewhere, right? Oh, he's going to be in it. I mean, I, I think, you know, Sam Raimi very rarely does anything that he yeah. doesn't put Bruce Campbell in. Mm -hmm. But... Old the Captain first, America... Well, we already saw old Captain America. Oh, that's true. But Captain America doesn't go in the ice. We get Captain America in the middle. I think I the two. I think the two most interesting versions, two things he could show up as, is like alternate universe, like old school original Nick Fury. Uh -huh. That's what. That's my guess. That's my. That's my prediction. I mean, that's I a big one. I would that. also really wouldn't. I think he would be a amazing i still think he would be an amazing alternate timeline version of strange himself mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be great just to see like calm cool collected um benedict cumberbatch dr strange talking to bruce campbell dr strange right <laughs> oh man i could see that the, right now the joke would just be benedict cumberbatch being like Huh, you are strange <laughs> and then, like audience audience applause <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know how much I buy into the Krasinski rumors as an alternate cap, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not yeah. possible. I'm not hanging on to. I'm not. I don't think it's really going to happen. Um, but maybe. Just yeah. Can't wait to see what they do. There's so many great actors that are still yet to be in the MCU. Mm -hmm. um, what? Oh no, nothing. Oh, I was. Well, I was I had a thought, but I was like, oh, we already talked about that. So continue. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, next up on the news, staying in the in the realm of Marvel, we got two more news pieces of Marvel from Marvel, um, and this one's a pretty big one to me. Nick Fury is getting his own Disney Plus show. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait. So the last time we saw him was um he was in the uh, it was at the end of Far From Home. The sword base, the sword base, or whatever it is. Yeah. Sword base, spaceship, something like that. Maybe he's with the, um, maybe he's with the, uh, the, oh my God, why can't I remember the name of the race? The, uh, I want to say Kree. Scroll. That's the, it's the, the scroll. Thank you. Yeah. I want to, I, I had Kree, but that's the blue ones. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, he was with the, he was with the scroll. Maybe he's with the scroll. Maybe it's like a base. Maybe it's, uh, my thought was that he was with Captain Marvel. Um, but now that he's getting this Disney Plus show, I don't have that theory has gone out the window for me because Captain Marvel's going to have her own movie. So if Nick Fury was with her, she'd be in the show. But I don't think she's going to be in the show. So I think he's on, out there doing his own thing. Um, there was this really interesting idea from about uh, six years ago, I think, in this comic book story called Original Sin. Um, long story short. Basically, the idea is that for years, Nick Fury was something called the man on the wall, the first and last defense, right? And his thing was he had a base on the moon and he monitored threats and he took the threats out basically like an assassin. And the, I, 
the idea is that stuff like Thanos and Annihilus and Galactus, those kind of threats, they were just the threats that Nick Fury couldn't get to in time. Okay. And that there were way, way more things going on, way bigger things, things that were even, in some ways, more urgent and important than those Galactuses and Thanos. And that's why he dealt with those first. And that's why he had all his effort into those. And so he didn't have time to get to stopping other threats that were going on with the earth. Hmm. And he was the man of the, it was a secret thing. Cause he did like really mess up. And the way he would do it is it was messed up stuff. Like it'd be like if somebody, it'd, it'd be like um, if Thanos was born today and was a baby and Nick Fury ran a computer program that said Thanos will grow up to be Thanos. He would go and find the baby and kill the baby. Right. Like, re- like stuff like that. So that's how he was able to like stop threats and, and he would do a lot of undercover missions and stuff like that. He, and, and it was retcon that he's been doing that for years. Um, and so one of my thoughts is with getting the show, I could really see them kind of adapting that. And it's Nick Fury on the ship with sword doing whatever, basically being the man on the wall. Right. Um, going and, and stopping threats that he sees coming uh, before they happen. I could almost see it being like an X-Files type show type format where it's like every week, like let's see what new monster of the week threat that he's stopping this week. Um, now this is all just pure speculation because I, I couldn't find anything else about this show, any other news about it just that it's happening and samuel l jackson's gonna be in it of course yeah i mean that's that's fantastic i'm curious to see exactly when they'll set it i do hope that it's after the last time we actually saw him and not some sort of prequel Uh, but i would like i mean if you're gonna do that like that's a great way to begin especially now that we know that the movies have been delayed a full year. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to to lean lean on these shows. Make you know, let them be the MCU for a little bit, and it, you know, as far as like kind of giving us some insight into or introduce us to Sword that way. I, I personally think that it's time to bring Shield back into into the fold, like. The you know Marvel without Shield is is missing something, mm-hmm. um, and, and I would like to see them bring it back and bring Shield back into the the MCU, and mm-hmm. so they could do all sorts of things with this character. And yeah, I mean it can be it can be uh, the sky's the limit with this one. Definitely, um, very very excited to see it that you're right they could do they can do anything they want with it i hope that they don't do the i'm not gonna word this there is a chance that they could do just the most boring thing possible right just like agents of shield 2 which not to say Agents of Shield is boring but it definitely you know, tracked that way a little bit you know what for I'm a while saying? there like it could just be like the same exact format yeah. I could see it becoming, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I just hope that they really do something different, which is and that's what they're doing with these Disney Plus shows. So that's very exciting. 
Um, any other thoughts on, on Nick Fury's uh, Disney Plus show getting announced? No, nah, I don't really have any thoughts on it. We just don't know enough about it yet. But it's uh, right. It's an interesting. It's an interesting project to announce right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, very interesting, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, last bit of Marvel news, and speaking of the Disney Plus shows, Miss Marvel has been cast. Yep. Uh, finally. Uh, which is very exciting. I'm, you know, I've been very excited to get the show. Um, she's one of my favorite uh, characters. Camilla Khan is a great Marvel character. She's getting some real prominence lately. She was in the Marvel's game. And she has been cast as, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, I apologize, Iman Vellani yeah. uh, is an 18-year-old uh, Pakistanian actress. Um, and she... I tried to find uh, her like an IMDb. She has literally not done anything else. Hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> she. This is her first role. Um, but you know what? I'm sure she must have had a killer audition because I, I do trust Marvel. Yeah. Um, so I, I wish I had more to say. Like, this is going to be great. But all I can say is I hope she does a great job and I'm excited to see this show. Um, I know a lot of... Um, um, Muslim and other Middle Eastern actors and actresses are very, very excited uh, just for the confirmation that, okay, they're casting a Muslim actress. Right. Yeah, I mean, they Um, did that, which is a big deal. Um, The other side of this, as far as, like, just where these actors from, this is, you know, we got our She-Hulk announcement last week, or mm -hmm. two weeks ago, maybe. Uh, I don't remember, but both Canadian actresses. Hmm. That's right. She is from uh, Art- Ontario, Canada. Yeah. And she's what? Uh, what is her? Is her family um, Pakistani? Is that the yes. deal? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah Pakistani, so they actually. Which is cool because. Yeah. Miss right. Marvel is actually um, Pakistani herself. Camilla Khan is. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, even though she was born in Canada, it appears her um her parents were, you know, it's it's still her. That's still her ethnicity. Um, so yeah, it's it's very very cool. Um, Camilla Khan, like I've said before, is a character that really could be, like, she has all the potential in the world, in my opinion, to be the next Spider Man, as in a relatable teen superhero, especially for people, um that are Middle Eastern. But the beautiful thing about her is how relatable she is to people who aren't Middle Eastern and aren't Muslim. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it definitely had a huge impact on me when I first read her books, how much I related to her and her struggles and everything like that, even though I have pretty much nothing in common with her on the surface, at least. Um, so I'm sure they're going to lean into that in the show. Um, if they do it the same way that the comic book does it, it's not going to be distracting at all. And I do have faith in them doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not going to be like, you know, shoved down your throat. I think it'll, I'm hoping that it'll be done well. I have confidence that it will be done well. I have a lot of faith in the actors only because to get cast without having ever done anything before. Like I said, her auditions must have been absolutely killer. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very exciting just to know more about the show. Yeah, it's, it's one of the shows I'm more excited for. 
Yeah, that, that's a neat one. And her character, as far as kind of some of the legacy characters that Marvel has been introducing, uh, has been one of the most more successful ones, right? Definitely. Probably the second most successful next to Miles Morales. Okay. Um, she was a great uh, addition. She was a great addition to Marvel Universe and definitely the most successful. Yeah, so like the story there, of course, is for those who don't know, Captain Marvel was originally known as Miss Marvel. She's had a lot of other nicknames, but she was for a long time Miss Marvel. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she only recently, relatively recently, changed her name to Captain Marvel and retired the Miss Marvel name. But when Camilla Khan got her powers, one of her favorite superheroes was Miss Marvel, was was Captain Marvel, but you couldn't be Captain Marvel too, so she took up the name Miss Marvel and actually got her blessing from Carol Danvers whenever she met Carol Danvers. And so, yeah, she's been a great legacy character, and, and she's really established herself in the universe. Uh, she's been a part of the Avengers. Um, she's a really fun character. I don't know how much I know about her, but pretty much what her character is is she's a fangirl who got superpowers. Um, mm-hmm. She actually writes fan fiction. She writes Avengers fan fiction. That's great. That's what her hobby was. She would write Avengers fan fiction. She like literally like won awards. For her Avengers fan fiction, she just was like this huge fan of the Avengers. She stalked them and everything like that. Stalked, but like in a cute way, not in a weird way. And then she got powers and just such a really great, strong character. I'm sure she's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. And just couldn't be more excited uh, to see this to, to see this show. And it's only because I love that book so much. It's such a great book. Um, I definitely recommend reading it. Any of the um, the Miss Marvel books, um, if you're looking to get in, it's a great place to start to getting into comic books. Um, and like I said, one of the most relatable characters that I've read in a long time. And on the surface, there's nothing that I have in common with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that's so she's really great. Cool. Well, yeah, it sounds um, like it's a character that I've heard talked about a lot. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't, you know, I don't really read comics, so I don't always stay abreast of those things, but it's definitely one that I've heard a lot of talk about. And I know a lot of people are really excited about this series. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm always down for anything that kind of features young characters because I've got kids, you know? Uh, yeah. Right. It's going to be a great show for, for kids. But not in like a kiddie way. That's what I would imagine. It. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would I would imagine that this show it's probably going to be what a Spider-Man show could be in this, at least in the same ways that it kind of like is going to, you know, the problems that she'll encounter and things like that. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll deal with some heavy stuff. I mean, Marvel's not afraid to be mature. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a great show. It's one of the ones I'm most excited for. And I really hope that, you know, I could, I could, I'd be okay if Moon Knight doesn't show up in the movies. That'd be fine. Um, but it's Miss Marvel and it's She-Hulk that if they don't show up in the next Avengers movie, yeah, I'm going to be furious. I will sign petitions. God darn it. <laughs> I will sign petitions. Well, that's the thing. Like you can't keep telling us it's, we've kind of had this, it's a little different cause we haven't talked shows, but talking, um, uh, books in, in the star Wars universe and, they keep saying, well, it's all connected. It's all connected, but there's never any proof. There's never any connectivity. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to, you're telling us this, these are MCU characters. Yep. Like, 
make them part of the MCU. Like, don't just relegate them to their shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, one, uh, 100%. I agree. Um, you gotta have, I don't see the shows crossing over. I don't see them show up in the movies. Um, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, their characters. And, you know, once they show up in the movies, I'm, I'm going to say once they show up, I'm manifesting. I'm saying they're going to show up. Once they show up in the movies and you have Miss Marvel, you have She-Hulk and you have Captain Marvel, that is really addressing the problem that the Avengers have kind of had with with having only one woman on their team. Yeah. And two, if you count Scarlet Witch, and I'm sure Scarlet Witch is going to become an even bigger part. So you're going to have Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, um, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. Yeah, it, that's. But that's uh, awesome. I mean, they had they. That's something they had been addressing. I mean, you've got the wasp. Oh yeah, they've been. And you've got. It, I mean, yeah. you know, but this this really like this really ramps up yeah. the. Yeah, the they've been addressing it, but not necessarily. I mean, yes, they were all in Endgame. That's because everyone was in Endgame. Right. Not necessarily saying... People who have been official members of the Avengers, two of them have been women. Yeah. Not to say that I'm like... I'm not furious about it. I don't I don't have a horse in that race. Um, but I think it will be cool to address that. And, and it's going to be a really diverse Avengers cast once they sort of transition over. It's going to be really different and fun to see. Yeah. Um how the Avengers have changed. And that's the beauty of the Avengers. It, it can be a rotating cast like that and, and work really well. Yeah. And I, I think they're just, they're good. I'm optimistic about the next season. I think it's going to just continue to get, you know, more diverse and, and the characters are going to continue to change up. And I think that that's kind of what the Avengers, how it needs to work. You know, it's not well, groups like that aren't static. Well, and, and, so far, the MCU has because that because they've opted for a slow burn with the way they've built it. It's why it's mm-hmm. been so successful. Or a big part of why it's been so successful. Mm-hmm. To this point, we've kind of acted like, well, the Avengers are the only team up, but right. like there's lots of team up comics in the yeah. Marvel universe, and so you're beginning to open up the door to doing lots of other team up films besides yeah. just slapping Avengers on it. That's a good point, um, which I'm sure we'll probably get. I'm sure the Defender's name will be used again, um, even I, though it wasn't you, even though it was in the Netflix show. Eventually, yeah, I think we'll build back around to that. That would be a waste mm-hmm. to not come back to that. Those those characters are immensely popular. Did you say mm-hmm. Avengers or Defenders? Defenders. Oh, okay, defenders. I thought you said Avengers. Even if they don't, the Revengers. Even if they don't use yes. those characters, <laughs> I could definitely see a team called the Defenders. Well, there's been several different iterations of the Defenders as well, right? Exactly. I think the uh, actually the original iteration of the Defenders was Namor, Doctor Strange, and the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. Okay. Um. So very, very, very uh, different cast that have been for it. Right. That have, know, that have been a part of the Defenders. You got that. We've got all the rumors about the possibility of the Illuminati showing up in mm-hmm. one of these upcoming films. I don't remember which one. Doctor Strange, right? I think it was Multiverse of Madness, yeah. So, I don't know. That could all be real interesting. But it's, uh, I think they're making, they're making, 
I, the thing is, is like I don't I don't know anything about the two actresses. The you know the Miss Marvel or the apparently there's really not much to know about her. Or the girl that was cast as She-Hulk, but the the bottom line is, is I've reached a point where I just trust their casting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's no reason to not trust their casting choices until they screw start screwing them up. And right, you know, this far in, they haven't there's, done that. There's one, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Earlier, I, I lost. My mind went blank with thinking of the example of them wasting actors on like low level roles. Um, David Harbour should have been the thing, but instead he's the Red Guardian. <laughs> but you know, someone has to play Red Guardian, I guess. Although I um, guess when they cast him as Red Guardian, I, I mean, he's going to be great at that in that role. He is. He is. But I guess it's one of those things that's like I don't know if they knew for sure they were going to get the Fox deal through. Yeah. When they You're cast right. him, so yeah, you're right. But you know what? You know, there's another example. Everybody who was cast in the Eternals is an incredible actor or actress. You wasted them on Eternals. I mean, I know <laughs> someone's got to play those characters, right? Someone's got to play them. But like, yeah. you you have Angelina Jolie, and she's in Eternals. Right. Maybe it's going to be in- incredible and phenomenal, and you're going to love it. I hope. I hope. I <laughs> hope I'm so wrong about Eternal. <laughs> the thing is, is they've shown a propensity to take characters that you kind of go, well, this will be a one and done entry into the MCU, and they're suddenly, suddenly everybody loves these characters because they do such a great job with them. So, except who knows? The, uh, Oh, the Inhumans. Yeah, but see, that is, again, not an... I mean, it technically was meant to be in the MCU, Mm -hmm. but that was before TV was put back under the purview of Kevin Feige. That is not an MCU proper... I think they're just pretending like that doesn't even exist. Well, they are. And I mean, they've, they've, yeah, I mean the Netflix stuff too. I mean, that, as far as they're concerned at this point, those are non-MCU products. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, though, Camilla Khan is an Inhuman. Miss Marvel's an Inhuman. Ah, yeah, okay. So that—that's probably like, they've got to bring that up. I think it'd be a bit of a. I mean, I don't know how much of an outrage there would be. I know personally, if they just said she got her powers from a radioactive, stretchy woman because the powers <laughs> she can like stretch, then I'd be fine with it. Um, yeah, but, they can read. I mean, you know, we've got we've had two mutants so far in the. MCU, but instead they got their power from the mind stone. from the mind stone. So, well, no, right. from so the they might change it, but we'll see. That's where Scarlet Witch got her powers from the, the mind stone. stone. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, Loki's staff was mind stone. Right. So yeah, you you had her and Quicksilver both got their powers from the mind stone, and you you have, of course, uh, Vision. Right. Who's not a right. human. And all different so they could change it but if they keep it i mean that's that's how you that's how you have the inhumans um kind of maybe 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 a bit of a reboot maybe a bit of a fresh start for them yeah or maybe they'll just completely ignore it i they might you know what they might have her being inhuman and then never address it again yeah which would you know what that'd also be fine with me um so 
I think that about wraps up all the Marvel news. And uh, but sticking to Disney real quick, I'll just throw out that there is a Lion King live action sequel in development. I didn't see the Lion King live action movie because I kind of heard it was a letdown. Did you guys see it? No, no. The kids have I've seen, seen it. bits and pieces, but I haven't had an opportunity to watch the whole thing. But see, the, here's my thing: I really didn't like the Lion King when I was a kid, and the, the Lion King came out. What what year did it come out? I was we just la- we just lost all of our subscribers. Right, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I really didn't. I was probably about ten when it came out, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was never my thing. It was like such were, a big deal. I was eight. Okay, um, it was such a big deal, but it just didn't do anything for me. It was like lions, <laughs> you know. Um, so, and still as an adult, it's just not my favorite Disney movie, in spite of the fact that I really love Jungle Book. Uh, they did it, you know, John Favre did a phenomenal job with Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't dying to see The Lion King because I didn't really like it that well in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch it at some point, but I, I haven't watched it yet. I, what I saw of it, I mean, it, it's... They did an incredible job creating it, you know. Yeah, now, you know, by all accounts, it's basically just a rehashing, almost frame for frame of the of the original. And so, for that, it's like you know, to me, it was always the weirdest choice for a lot for in quotes live action because it's really not live action it's all cgi right right when i call it live action well no i mean that's what they they call it the live action lion king and it's like well you used real life models to create your 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 digital models but it's still all digital and uh so to me calling it live action is a is sort of you have to do some some mental gymnastics to get there on that, but I think that's definitely how they, that's definitely how they marketed it. Right. It's like, yeah, but you're right. What do you call it? Do you call it animated? I mean, the remake. And I think that's why, I think that's why it just defaulted to live action. It's just a simple, you know, it's a simple, I guess it is a remake then, huh? It is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a straight up remake. A pretty, um, like beat for beat remake from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I mean, Beauty and the Beast was a beat for beat remake and I may or may not have seen it a half a dozen times in the theater. That's a good point. Right. But see the difference in that is you're connecting with actors and actresses on on screen. Like you're, you're not, you know, it's different than just a digital animal. Right. You're going to connect with it in a different way. Right. And, and uh-huh. so I, I've always thought that the choice to do that, but I mean, I don't know what they're planning on doing with a second one. There wasn't a sec. Was there a second animated one? Oh yeah. I think and there a was. third and Lion King two and a half and, or one and a half. Okay. And, but that kind of like came out of the era of Disney sequels. can't do sequels, right? Yeah. Yeah. All those forgotten Disney sequels. Yeah. I mean like a lot of them were like straight to video. Right. You know, affair. So, are they actually planning on making a? Is it supposed to be a like theater release? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Huh. 
I understand. You know, they're gonna have interesting. To... Are they going to do that sequel, or are they going to write their own story now? Hopefully, they That's will choose lot. to write their own at this point. I think. I think at this point, to get to get the biggest bang for your buck, you really need to write something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you can go back. You can do this incredible new stuff with the CGI. And tell a new story, and I think you're going to get a lot more love for that than just doing a rehash. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, and, you know, that's that's a that's a great opportunity for them to do a proper Lion King sequel. You know, now that I now that I think about it, so that's interesting. Um, um, I am kind of you know, I'll probably see it, um, probably or probably not. Depends. Jesse probably wants to see it, my little sister, so I'll go with her. You go with her. Perfect. That's what, that's the real reason we have children in our lives is to give us excuses to go, you know, buy Disney movies and (laughs) see Disney movies in the theater and things like Mm -hmm. that. You're like, oh, I have to buy this for the kids. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't admit to being That's one of those right. adults who, you know, buys all the Disney princess movies. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> but then there's the moments where I go see the minions movie and it actually is. I'm being forced to go see it. Cause my little sister wants to. Right. Those are dark moments. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you made it though. You, I you made pulled it through. I, I made it through. <laughs> I pulled through. Uh, so, that was a lot of Disney related news and, and mostly Marvel related news that we had to go through, but there's one last little piece of news for this episode. And it's actually from DC. And this is something I also like was really unexpected. Uh, if you gave me a million guesses of who else was going to be in the black Adam movie, I would not have guessed Hawkman, but yeah. Aldous Hodge has been cast as Hawkman for the black Adam movie. Um, which I think is great. Aldous Hodge. I've only seen him in one movie. It was uh, The Invisible Man. He was great in that. And then I know that he was in Straight Outta Compton. And I didn't see Straight Outta Compton, but I heard that Straight Outta Compton was freaking fantastic. So, yeah, I great didn't, actor, apparently. Um, we watched him in... And Have you not seen Leverage? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a TV series you should check out if it's on anything you've got. Yeah, uh, but he was in he was in Leverage, and he's fantastic. He in is it. Uh, fantastic. He's really he pl- they're con artists, so he plays a lot of really versatile kind of characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's uh cool. that's an interesting casting. I um that that's great. I, I think he should work well for that role. I, I kind of wonder if we're just doing Hawkman, or if we just hadn't gotten all the casting news yet. Uh, yeah, like, is it just going to be a? Uh, and I'm also curious, like, is Hawkman going to be the villain, or right. are they going to like team up, or is he probably going to be the antagonist, but not necessarily a villain? Um, which that reminds me, in English, I remember like eighth grade English, my English teacher hammered in my head, the antagonist is the villain, and I and that made me so mad mm-hmm. because I was like already advanced past what eighth grade English wanted to teach me. <laughs> right. and I was like, no, it's not. Have you seen any? N- no, no. Completely off topic, but that just brought a, a dark memory <laughs> in my head. Um, but yeah, uh, like, is he going to be like the, he's probably going to be the antagonist of black Adam. Right. Like the person in black Adam's way. Hmm. But 
not necessarily a villain because he is a superhero. Right. Also, a superhero I never thought we were going to see in uh, in film. I thought we would more likely see Hawk Girl because Hawk Girl was a big part of the very popular and one of my favorite shows ever, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited animated show. Um, so I think it's really interesting that we're getting Hawkman in the Black Adam movie. Yeah, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting choice for a number of reasons, but uh, like I said, great casting. So just have to wait and see what they do. Right, with that's it. exciting. This actually makes me way more excited for the Black Adam movie. Um, the Black Adam movie is such a weird thing because I mean, the only reason it's happening is because Rock wanted to play something in DC, and DC was like, I guess Black Adam. Um, I mean, obviously, right? Like, they wouldn't have been making a Black Adam movie if it wasn't for The Rock. Right. And so I'm like, where are they going to go with that? And Rock has said Black Adam's going to be an anti-hero. I've always read books where he was just straight up a villain. But, you know, I've also, you know, now I think about it, I've read a couple books where he's kind of an anti-hero. Well, Um, you know, an anti-hero can become the villain. An anti-hero can become the villain real easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And a villain can become an anti-hero real easy, right? You know, they, those um, are that's like that's a character that lives in the gray area, and uh, so yeah, I, you know, I can see that. Um, I'm yeah. curious to see you know where they go down the road uh, with this, and you know if they decide to mm-hmm. do any sort of crossover into um, Shazam into Shazam and. Probably, I mean, if, like, how can you not? They're literally that's his. That's it. That's his. Right. That's his enemy is Black Adam. Now, um, now, getting see that's worth it to me just to get The Rock and um, and and Zachary Levi on screen at the same. Can time. you imagine how unproductive that set is going to be? <laughs> <laughs> what a great like! What a great world we live in where Zachary Levi. Where where Chuck is now somehow on the level to be opposite The Rock, right? Yeah, that's funny. But you know, now that I think about it, Black Adam is obviously very steeped in mythology, um, and so is Hawkman. I don't know how much I know about Hawkman, but this dude probably has the most origins. Uh, of any comic book character literally they have like just retconned his origin numerous numerous times it's very confusing sometimes he is the reincarnation of an egyptian god right sometimes he's the reincarnation of an egyptian pharaoh sometimes he's just a space cop from um from thanagor uh sometimes he's just a man from thanagor who is in in Thanagore they all they're all hawk people sometimes he's a human who finds Thanagore technology I I think that's the name of the planet it's something like that really hope that's the name of the planet I sound like an idiot (laughs) Um, and he finds this technology that lets him put on wings and act like he can fly sometimes he's a guy from Thanagore who came to earth back in the time of Egypt and became a pharaoh 
in Egypt and then die, and now this guy's a reincarnation. And, and then suddenly, like, we can do Stargate crossovers and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's very Stargate. He's, oh my God, he's straight up Stargate. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then, but probably the best version of his origin is from the JLU series, the Justice League Unlimited series, where they kind of combined it all together and said this. And this is what I hope they do for the show. He is a, he is a dude who was, like, now like just a regular dude who believes that he is the reincarnation, who is like, he believes it. It's kind of up in the air. Is he, or is he just believe it believes he is the reincarnation of an Egyptian Pharaoh, a Pharaoh named Connor Hawk, who came from Thanagor way back then. Like his ship crashed on Thanagor and then he became a pharaoh of Egypt, and then he died. And then now he thinks he's the reincarnation, and he found the technology to give himself the wings. Even though technically Thanagorians are born with the wings, but he just has technology to make the wings. wings. Also, we're going to get his mace, which is cool, like the nth metal mace. Huh. A- a- Anyway, see, yeah, Crazy. like even talking about it is like what? So literally, I have no idea what they're gonna do with this. <laughs> That's um, like, interesting. Like, ton, like dozens of different interpretations of his origin. It's very weird, but overall, he's either he's either an alien or he's Egyptian or he's an Egyptian alien. And since this is Black Adam, I'm gonna say they're gonna lean into the Egyptian thing probably. Okay. Um, it seems like, didn't they do Hawkman briefly in Legends of Tomorrow? Oh my God. I yeah. they went, forgot about they that. They went the Egyptian route, didn't they? Yes. Okay. Because I remember, like, whenever you started talking about it, I was like, I remember, like. Yeah, it, didn't it, they do the, he the was reincarnation a, thing? Because Hawker was also a reincarnation. Then he found her and convinced her that they're the reincarnations. Uh huh. They, like, keep well, dying he was and finding a, each he other. He was a priest and. It was very like the mummy. Yeah. yeah. It was like straight up, like the Brendan Fraser story of the mummy. Like yeah, the I think they yeah. kind of did one of kind of the old school golden era. Was he an origins. adventurer? Was he like a? Was he like an Indiana Jones uh, or Brendan Fraser type character who like, like an architect who found the stuff in Egypt? Because that's what they did in the JLU show. You know, we didn't really get to see any of that. They just kind of, I think they just kind of turned up. I don't even remember how they threw them in. I think that they were, I think that they were on a dig and they found some stuff. I'm getting, I'm confused. I I think the girl, I think hot girl showed up in flash first because she was, she was dating, um, the, the, the funny one. And, um, then this dude shows up and says the reincarnation. So then she's like, oh, no. Right. So then she leaves the funny one. And the funny one gets all mad right. about it. Yeah, the funny one. Arrowverse. Yeah. Hulk man. Um, speaking of that, I, I was watching a show and Stephen Amell showed up in it. And it's always so jarring when Stephen Amell shows up <laughs> in anything else. Like, for some reason, like I, I, I can't separate him from being Oliver Queen. That's... Yeah, it's kind of true. Okay, so yeah, he was a reincarnation of Prince Khufu and the superhero Hawkman. After his death, he was reincarnated into 
different people. And uh, yeah, so he he tracks her down and uh, all that stuff. No, I think that the Indiana Jones thing I was thinking about was actually a um, a fan film for something else. I think okay. it was a. I, I kind of had a couple of different things kind of confused in my mind, but I remember like the backstory being very much like the beginning of the mummy whenever with the, the Pharaoh and the mistress and the, you know, all of those kinds of things going on. So, but yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see, to see where they go. And like I said, he's such a talented actor. I'm really excited to see uh, what right. they do with the character. I'm, ex- you know, like, I'm I'm excited about this movie. The Hawk is the Hawk. <laughs> the Rock the is so much fun to watch. <laughs> You're right. I mean, biggest movie star for a reason. I just really hope this is a chance for him to really break out of because every every movie he's been in since like Scorpion King, he's played the Rock. Yep. Yeah, he he's he plays the Rock as a sort of quasi superhero in everything he's in, except for Maui. Right. I mean, he was a straight up oh, yeah, demigod, Maui, but he was right. a really different kind of <laughs> character you're than, right, than right. the typical Rock. But everything he does live action, like his yeah. personality is Dwayne Johnson. I mean, in yeah. Fast and the Furious, he literally rock bottomed um, Jason Statham through something, <laughs> and he does the eyebrow and all that kind of stuff. His, all of his characters' personalities are his personality. Right. Black Adam is not The Rock. Yeah. It's going to be very, very different. And it's a real opportunity for him to show how much he's grown as an actor, if he has. And I'm excited for him to do that. He's obviously very excited about it. Yep. And I think it's interesting because, you know, The Rock can do anything he wants. But he wants to play Black Adam. Or, well, he, he at least wants to play a character in the DC universe. Yep. And you know what? He probably, he's so big, he could probably say, I want to be Superman. They'd make him Superman. So, which, oh, you know, now that I think about it, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd love to see that. Make that a multiverse of madness thing. It is, you know, I do like to see people getting to do things they want to do. Even though I'm kind of so confused as to why this movie's getting made, it's kind of it's it's weird. But you know what? DC's been in a pretty good streak lately, so mm-hmm. they, this is really exciting. Yeah, they're they're showing the ability to do some things right. For a little while, it seemed like they were having trouble finding their way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and the problem was, I mean, everything you did automatically got compared to both the MCU and the Nolan Batman movies. Right. And so it's like every time you did something that wasn't as good as the, as the dark Knight trilogy, then everybody's like, well, you know, what's wrong? Why, why is it not? Why is it not that good? Because Christopher Nolan didn't make it, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, they seem to be finally, finally hitting a stride. I'm not loving everything they're doing, but like Shazam, I love Shazam. Wonder Mm -hmm. woman was great. Um, Aquaman's pretty good. Aquaman was so fun. I liked Aquaman. So yeah, I mean they're they're finally doing some things that that are landing and are are, are good movies. So yeah, they really are. Yeah, hopefully that'll be another good one. All right, but that's all the news for the week. I was uh, really excited to get all this news coming out, and hopefully we get some more next week. 
But for now, that's going to wrap up our show. Don't forget to check out our episode on Thursday, though, where we're going to talk about uh, some X-Files episodes, and we're going to discuss who is on the Mount Rushmore of superheroes. Uh, Andrew, where can people on the internet find you? Okay, people can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop us a line at sciencefictionary at gmail.com, or you can find this podcast and our other podcast over at thesciencefictionary.com. You can also find us, as well as the rest of our podcast family, at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. All right, and Marisha? You can find me on the internet at princessesandpadawans.com. You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at stay underscore creative dd and you guys can find me on my youtube channel creative dnd uh don't forget to like and subscribe uh our podcast anywhere that you're listening to it on youtube on itunes leave us a review if you're on itunes that really helps out the show and and as follows on every platform that you listen to your podcast on this has been david and don't forget i have been and always shall be your friend <laughs>